0: Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage podcast episode 196. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitke. Hey, that's me. And it's a lightly holiday-ish special, I guess. I
1: just finished a Jewish donut called Sufganiyot. And I'm celebrating Christmas with a cat. Amazing. It was basically like a Bismarck with fresh jelly and powdered sugar on it. But it was way more expensive It actually objectively tastes better than the normal jelly Bismarck that they have at Bogart's donut company
0: well that's because they add the flavor of oppression to it yes they do yes yeah uh, all right, before we get into the first topic, I want to briefly touch on a couple things, one being Patreon. We have a Patreon page here at Carbitrage. If you're not familiar with Patreon, which I'm sure you are, but it is a direct support method and mechanism for content consumers like you to support content producers like us, head on over to patreon.com forward slash and check out the two open-ended levels of support. Buy us a beer, help pay for the hosting, or don't. Um, i Patrons. Hello. Well, at least one is listening right now, so hello. Well, um, I mean, they'll listen to the
1: recording. Maybe.
0: So, they but might.
1: They're here, so I feel like we should say hello. Hello, to Industrious to the Fellows.
0: Yeah, hello. Uh, next up, beer. Yes. R- Ryan has one. Anyway. I am
1: drinking Heineken 03920280, which we found out uh, last time is just a random number.
0: Uh, I think so, because I, I feel like we've seen those numbers before. It,
1: it tastes fine. Okay, good. It tastes like a Heineken. But
0: doesn't have like, that's like a rejected batch. It's like the B-roll beer. Yeah, it's like, well, we ran out, so we yeah, have to ship all the garbage out. It's
1: not like it's not. It's not bad beer. Like,
0: well, I Evan, that's ultimate Minnesota praise, right? It's not no, bad. It's not bad. It's not bad.
1: Like, yeah. would I drink this over a uh, Surly Union Buster? Yes. Would mm. I drink this over most things that Summit makes? Yes. Would I drink this over anything made by Tin Whiskers? No. Hmm. That's where it fits.
0: Interesting.
2: I just have day-old coffee.
0: It, it is iced coffee, but yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah. I've been I've been that desperate before I've gotten back into my car. I'm like Yeah. 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 I, that's <laughs> what I do Especially constantly. if it's a pumpkin cream cold brew or something. Yeah. Like, yeah the, this, the,
2: it's cold enough this time of year. It's oh
0: fine. yeah. And like coffee's like it's just made of fat and sugar. I this mean, is, that is...
1: That's also something we should talk about. Like, one of the benefits in this uh people from SoCal are missing is the fact that, like, you can
0: just leave things in your car and it'll oh, be fine. You can get perishables. I did that... Yeah. Uh, I had mimosa day. I hosted that on Friday at my work. I do it once a year. I bought everything the day before. Just left it in my backseat.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. I've totally, like... Jamin was, like, asking if I brought something. I'm like, it doesn't matter. That <laughs> don't matter. <Yeah. laughs>
0: you don't pay no mind.
2: And, and I don't drink cow's milk so it's oat milk so it's not like it's oat juice it's,
1: it's, it's oat super juice. it's super irrelevant yeah. yeah there's oat, no oat nipples so yeah it's it's oat beverages oat uh, beverage. as okay. trader
0: joe says trader's joe
1: yeah it's yeah. their oat beverage is pretty good Trader joe so,
2: which i don't think would spoil if it sat in the car for a day.
1: No, it, I, they, I doubt it they, they, they literally don't have it refrigerated when it's in the store it's just it's oat beverage it's What's just like, oat even,
0: like irish cream it's like I, my parents refrigerate that. I'm like, why do you refrigerate that? All
1: right, so I refrigerate my Irish cream, but solely because I want my... No, I, yeah. I want my liquor to cool down faster. Sure. So when I'm making a white Russian, I put in half of the amount of oat milk I normally put in, and I oat put juice. in the rest Irish cream, and that drops the temperature well see,
0: you use it for a white russian i use it for nothing but making coffee spicy so i don't want it to cool my coffee down. that's fair all right that that is a very fair thing top tip yeah that is
2: that is where i get caught when i'm making my coffee Oh no! it cools it down and then i put it in the microwave
0: that would be too bad yeah Yeah, no room temperature irish cream especially certain brands are concentrated enough flavor wise where you can get away with like one or two fingers on a full cup of coffee so that's that's pretty good uh, anyway, all right. So getting into the first topic, I want to talk about Tesla by not talking about Tesla. Um, all right. Mainly the Polestar 2. It's so a very good looking car. It's a very good looking car. The uh, Chinese spin-off subsidiary, whatever you want to call it, of Volvo that makes nothing but EVs, makes a product that we've talked about extensively before yeah. called the Polestar 2. Yeah. It's a competitor to the Model 3, um, even though it's... Potentially a little bit closer and feature set to a model Y. Mm. But anyway, right now, if you buy one of these, not only do you get the seventy five hundred dollar federal tax credit if you're fully eligible, uh, and you don't get that on a Tesla product, but they are now also offering to pay your sales tax oh. and licensing fees on one of these amounting oh. to roughly twenty thousand dollars off list price. Oh
1: jeez. Wow! Oh, so, thanks, she Jinping. That's pretty awesome.
0: hard to ignore, you know, a car with Olin's Dampers, Giant Brembo's, and looks good and has good seats and is electric. I think that that's you
1: kind of got on the parts that are most important about this is it has good suspension mm-hmm. and it looks good.
0: Has very good seats, too.
1: Yeah. I think that's more important than, you know, the whole Tesla thing or whatever. Because, like, the thing is, like, people buy, buy Tesla unfair. because, like, yeah. you know, it's the name. At this point, yeah. like, you get a Tesla, it's, like, like in 1908, you're getting a Ford. Like, you're just getting, like, the thing. Right. So, whereas, like, this is, like, actually a really good product. Like, it's a very good-looking car. It, it It's handsome
0: as hell. It is, is good-looking. I mean, it pulls off the high ride height better. I, I also
1: feel like it will probably handle better.
0: Maybe. Model 3 handles really well. And since... We first talked about the Polestar 2. I mean, inevitably... Oh, I'm sorry. Inevitably, it gets gets compared to the Model 3 because it's just the closest competitor right now. Yeah. But Tesla has added the heated steering wheel and the heat pump to a Model 3 now, and they've increased the range. And this is a heat pump, right? No, it doesn't. Ooh, no, that'll take a Model 3. Yeah, so... When do they have a pump. I don't know. I'm sure they'll maybe come up with it. it it's doesn't... really
1: dumb. It's just dumb not to have a heat pump. Like, in If you your have up, air conditioning in your car? Like it's not trun- that hard. It really isn't you to just turn it into backwards. a heat pump. Yeah. Just...
2: I think they're just aiming for like the Californians that don't need it. But like at the same time, California no, this gets is... cold. Yeah, I but know. This, like this...
0: even if it's forty degrees, this you is... still All want to right, heat. so one second. This is a Polestar, which
1: is a Volvo, which is from Scandinavia, which is not. At
0: all, SoCal. Correct. So and they would benefit greatly from a heat pump. What the hell? I don't know. And they're not. Again, they're not expensive to implement. I just I, anything. I, I would have I even would, with that cash on the hood. I would have trouble recommending this no, over a Model Three. Like I, you, <laughs>
1: honestly, it's, that heat pump is just. <laughs> I'm sorry, the twenty thousand. So like add heat pump. It, listen, if if right? you're if you're not an EV owner, S- staple and one of them in there. You you like, super into EVs and you don't know what a heat pump is you don't watch your previous episodes where we talked about them, uh, you should. But to summarize, it's like having, like, the the dumb, like, forced air heater thing that they have on, like, air-cooled Volkswagens Mm -hmm. where they just take exhaust heat off the car. Yeah. As opposed to, like, having a car with, like, actually no it's even worse it's like a gas heater in a Volkswagen like a Wobasto <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's like a gas heater in an air cooled Volkswagen <laughs> as opposed to just having a heater core with right. coolant in a modern car like that's the literally the difference in efficiency you're getting it's just, it's just just a truck <laughs> yeah. you're running a whole separate engine just to the, keep your shit heat, like, heated it's ridiculous.
0: I didn't want to like your analogy, but it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you're like... You're runi- literally burning range yeah, to, to heat yourself.
1: Yeah, like it's really, really dumb. Like, just to like, use the heat pump. Yeah. This
0: just has a PTC resistive heater inside the dash, which is just... You're turning battery through resistors into heat. Listen. Whereas a heat pump uses what the principles accidents. of compressed refrigerant, which is... An order of magnitude. It's like hundred hundreds of percent more efficient. Well,
1: it's so it's like with a Fiat Five Hundred electric, where you don't have a heat pump, mm-hmm. you 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 literally cut your range in half in winter, right?
0: Uh, it's forty percent off. Well, Scott just posted. Oh yeah, that.
1: a retrofitable heat pump. It looks like. So that's oh, cool.
0: It looks like they might be adding a heat pump in the next model year, says Scott. But I mean,
1: still, it, why, why purchase it until then? But anyway. But so, right
0: now, even with the benefit, still don't buy one. I guess because. Yeah. You can get a heat pump in a Model Three.
1: It's a, but however, I was going to say the uh, normal, like just like hot, like electric heater that they put in EVs, yeah. mm-hmm. very convenient if you're engine swapping, like a classic doing your resto mod or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really cool way to do that, especially if you have a car that didn't naturally have heat in it, right? Like a compliance car. Sure. Yeah, well, not not just a compliance car. But, I mean, like let's say you're doing like let's say you're doing a custom swap on. Like some like something from the early fifties, mm-hmm. instead of having to hack up the firewall, yeah, you can just run this thing underneath the dashboard. Yeah, it's nobody a,
0: will know. Like same size as a regular heater core.
1: Yeah, so that's actually like super convenient. Mm-hmm. But in an EV, it's just dumb as hell. <laughs> no business in an EV,
0: it's just like, <laughs> well, we need to put a heater, and what do we do? Like, oh, well, you can turn electricity. Oh into yeah,
1: heat. electric furnace. Okay. And cool. that
0: one guy's like, we use heat pumps in houses. Why can't we just? It's what. Yeah. Like, and uh, Scott made a good point. We were actually, him and I were talking about this earlier this week. The XC40 electric, yeah. which uses the same powertrain, has a $350 optional heat mm. pump. If That's it's really $350, dumb. why is it not in every one of them? And then why is it not in this? That's really dumb. That's just ridiculous. So poo-poo on you, Polestar. I, I actually, it. I, I'm,
1: yeah, until they do that, like, this is fine. Like, it's a fine car, but until mm-hmm. they totally fix the big issue, this I can't recommend it. This car right now
0: it. is fine. For a climate where it is 65 to 75 degrees 24 hours a day, 365 so days a year? Carmel. Here. Yeah, it'd be fine. You can fine. only drive it in Carmel. Yeah, Carmel. Not
1: Scandinavia where it's made.
0: Correct. Well, it's actually made in China. Where it's allegedly made. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. That's frustrating. Uh, on that
1: tremendous bombshell. Um, <laughs> do, uh, do, 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 do. Why don't you slap open those notes real quick? Uh, so I was reading a article that Ben from Japanese Nostalgia car wrote for AutoBlog uh mm-hmm. about the new Civic Type R. Okay. And oh, he... yes,
2: cuz he went to that event.
1: Yeah. So, um one second here. He added or he said that the Civic Type R has one of the best shifters he's ever experienced.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard from multiple um Companies review uh, outfits that it has one of the best front wheel drive shifters ever.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I said. I'm like, well, yeah. If you if you get into like even a 89 Accord with 400,000 miles on it, Mm -hmm. that shifter will still feel way better than any other front wheel drive shifter. Yeah, and yeah, even the shifter in the Element was pretty good. That would um that that brought me to what are our top three favorite shifters and clutches okay and what are our least favorites so i can will I start
2: with my yeah. least favorite yes mm-hmm. sure the honda crx
1: yeah my crx because it kept breaking that
2: that can just go in you're
0: talking clutch or shifter
1: tra- uh clutch it. it's a clutch that her issue is not i remember the cable you were fine with the, the shifter is the clutch issues
2: yeah, I, the, was fine but it's i traumatized yeah. now because not only did i snap two cables, I snapped a pedal assembly. And I am like ah. a ninety pound five foot. Yeah, you're one. not you're not I'm trying not to it. it. I baby it so like doing minimal and like doing a it exactly how, and then it all snapping on you is terrifying, and I'm scared for life. <laughs> you
1: also you liked my van a lot.
2: I loved, yeah, I love the Mazda five. You that also was really, nice. really
1: liked the EcoBoost Mustang.
2: The EcoBoost Mustang was fun too.
1: Yeah, that, that was another one were Yeah. I think I think the important thing to note on the van is the van had it was good for people with short legs. Yeah. And the EcoBoost Mustang was very adaptable. Where yeah. the EcoBoost Mustang was made the for somebody.
2: Yeah, the reason why I liked the EcoBoost Mustang is because our friend Kurt, who is approximately two and a half feet taller than me.
1: Mm -hmm. He's six foot 13. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the biggest person. He
2: (laughs) was driving the Mustang around for MAP when when Ryan worked there. And then he goes, hey, I want to do an experiment. I'm going to drive this real quick. And then, Jana, why don't you drive it real quick? And I was like, okay. I was like, this this is not going to work. I
0: thought MAP's EcoBoost was an auto.
1: No, Their they had a, first manual. One was a they, oh, manual. So they cool. they originally had a manual, they found out that the manuals broke at about five hundred horsepower and then they went to a not they, they I had gotcha. a customer car yeah. it was an auto. Okay. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um so so like Kurt drove it around and I was like there's no way I'm getting in the same vehicle as you right. and I got into it and it went from being able to fit him to fitting me, no problem, and I was able to drive it, no problem, and mm. I was like we How should also
1: note that you can't drive a manual Miata.
2: Yeah, I can't drive a manual Miata because of the pedal position. Because oh. the um footwell is too deep. Okay. So I have like
1: So sports cars are super difficult for you. Yeah. Also, you're like the one person that fits in a Countach as well. Yeah. Like exactly. the only person on earth that the Countach is actually comfortable for you to drive is you.
2: Yeah. So it's just like I mean
0: the control weights maybe not, but no, <laughs> no, it
2: would be they're very heavy. It's but like
0: heavy. she can like get to the pedals and she's like I don't get, I don't get what
1: everybody's it's like me with Cyberpunk hmm, very like, spacious. Everybody's complaining <laughs> about Cyberpunk I'm like I don't get what the problem is. Like yeah. it works great on my gaming computer or it's like Janice like yes, yeah, and I'm like... is super comfy. What's I'm the beat. Unfortunately, fortunately
2: <laughs> very proportioned in my size, so my legs are just as short as my torso. So it's just like a lot of other like short women that drive manual tell me, like, oh, it's no problem, and I'm like, I'll get in their cars, and it's hard for me to drive. Well, yeah, they're and like...
1: Like, the, like, other short women are... They're like a five-foot-tall version of Brian Janic where yeah. it's just, like, lo- like, legs growing out of a pair of lungs, and, <laughs> like, they have no torso. It's just <laughs> legs, and they're like... Like when you have have a five year old draw a person and they draw some legs and arms and a head, that's
0: basically it. Right. But the uh, the hips are actually at nipple height. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: So it's like, it's hard for me to judge manuals because I have to figure out my driver position to make them work, which is frustrating. So,
1: my picks here for the best Mm -hmm. ones so you like the EcoBoost Mustang and Mm -hmm. the, the van.
2: The Mazda five is my yeah absolute the Mazda favorite. five.
1: Um, so the start with my least favorites and say the worst clutch I've ever felt in my life of all cars, period, are the dual mass flywheel VAG clutches. All of them, every single one of them. Oh yeah, they're terrifying. Um, I'm especially throw the 2.0 Ts under the bus because hmm. they have a they have <clears throat> like, like a really weird like kind of bump for their like for torque. Okay. Where you're, you know, it's turbocharged, so you have yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing,
0: everything. Well, you're going from your idle oil burning to yeah. boost oil
1: burning. Exactly, it's that, and so with the dual mass flywheel, it does a really good job of masking the engagement point of that clutch. Sure. Oh yeah. So it <laughs> makes it like impossible to like actually, unless you like ever, unless you have a very good feel for the car, or you've driven it several times, you're probably gonna kill it at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be super smooth, but I, I don't care about how smooth it is. I want it to be functional. Like, I'm okay with yeah, a cable clutch. People where you see
2: stalling I... in Good Karma all the time, and it's not because you're not used to driving it. Well,
0: there's it's... two different types of clutch take-ups. There's communicative, communicative, and there's predictable. And, yeah, Volkswagen Auto Group stuff is very predictable, but yep. it's not communicative.
1: That, and that, I think that's a very good way to... So if is, you like, daily
0: drive one of those cars, you don't care that you can't feel anything in it, because you know exactly where the is going to know You know
1: you, know, you just wrap it up at 2,000 RPM, you'll go. You'll
0: know, like, I'm just saying, your left yeah. leg knows where the bite point is on muscle memory, yeah. not from feel.
1: And so that's the thing. I, I hate that. I like I like. When it's, it's very definitive. clear from your list yeah. that you hate that. <laughs> I really hate that. Because well. I know exactly
0: what you're <laughs> talking about. But is, I, I drive so many manual vehicles, I don't even pay attention to that anymore. Well, that's the, the thing.
1: Is like It doesn't, I, I don't really, it doesn't like... It's, not, it's not like, I'm, I can't drive it or anything. Mm-hmm. It's more of the daily, like, this is comfortable. Like, whereas, like, uh, nope. Like, it's one of those things where it's just, it's weird. So I can get from, like, one car to a completely different car, and I know when it's going to engage because it's communicative. Whereas, like, other cars, you know, my van isn't the most communicative,
0: but. The only vehicle on your list that doesn't. Uh, really fit is the Mark II 8 valve, because that's the only one on your list that doesn't have a clutch delay valve. So, I'm, that is actually for the shifter, though. Oh, where's your clutch?
1: Uh, right there. Clutch shifter.
0: Oh. No, it's yes. Not... Um, it's both. Okay, so the, the clutch delay valve is probably a lot of what you're talking about. Yeah, I, the clutch delay valves are terrible. Um, it, it, it throws you off because you can't learn the car. Yes.
1: That, and that's the thing is, you combine that with a, with a dual mass flywheel and an like, engine
0: that makes no torque in a heavy car. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you are going to kill it. Like, you're either going to eat the clutch up and smell it's a smell like
0: ser- burning ceramics,
1: or it's going to smell magic smoke. Or you're going to, like, give yourself whiplash from, like, lurching the car. Like, that's exactly what you get. However, mm-hmm. uh, cars have, like, reasonably good clutches, but mm-hmm. terrible shifters. Uh, my
0: Fiat. I love the shifter on the 500T. Oh,
1: it Oh, is. Well, you can't shift it quickly. Sure you can. I, I don't like it. I hate the feel of the shift knob. I, I mean, think hmm. the knob's chintzy. I, I
0: feel like it's... That's one of two that actually have a leather-wrapped knob, too. The rest of them are like, like light I, plastic. I hate it so much. Well, no,
1: it's leather over plastic. It feels chintzy still. Well, yeah.
0: Every leather-wrapped knob is leather over plastic. I feel like there might be something wrong with your transmission if you can't quick-shift it. Ah.
1: Uh, hmm. Why don't you give it a? Why don't you give it a shot? Yeah. And let me know what you think. Because okay. for me, it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm used to like very notchy. I mean, if you look at, it, once we get to my top three
0: favorite, sure. yeah, this shifters. this will never be notchy for sure. Yeah. But you shouldn't it, have any issue with like, yeah just I like, slamming it between gears. And that's the
1: thing is, I actually like having something notchy. This one, I feel like a, between the like the plastics underneath the actual console mm. and the plastic shift knob, I feel like I'm gonna break it. Like, that's yeah. my
0: issue with it. And you might.
1: Um, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, <laughs> I, I actually might. Um, but prior to driving my Fiat, the, my least favorite uh, shifter I've ever felt uh, is the Mark II 8 valve Golf and Jetta.
0: 100% agree with you. Absolutely garbage. Well, you would garbage. just, like,
1: throw it into
2: gear, and then all of a sudden you would find a new gear <laughs> that you didn't know it had.
1: First, <clears throat> second, and then you have, like, move over, like, two inches to get the third from second. And you go down to fourth. And then fifth gear is, like, over, like, after, like, it's after I like, rub Jana's right
0: knee to well, get into fifth gear. I didn't think there was a fifth gear. It's not just <laughs> one pivot point of where like, you have to deal yeah. with on most cars. It's, like, five or six. Yeah. And it compounds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs>
2: we had so bad. his cousin's Jetta for a long time while mm-hmm. he was in rehab. And then we... Uh, right after we gave it back our friend sebastian decided he wanted a jetta and but he couldn't drive manual yet cuz like he, he's from germany so he should have known but he was but he, he was 12 when they he, oh, <laughs> he was 12 when they moved here and so he was like you know what i'm going to learn like my older brother knows my dad knows like i'm going to learn and i want to learn in a german vehicle and we we're like okay cool and he was like well I'm going to need somebody to drive it back. So I drove it back for him, and I I hated it. And it was just up 169 the (sighs) entire way.
1: (sighs) And And it was was perfectly fine. It was like perfectly, like, the car was was mechanically in perfect condition.
2: Yeah, it was, like, (laughs) one of the nicest, because we eventually bought it from him when life events happened to him. So we eventually bought it from him to help him out. And so it was like a really nice car. Right. But it was just like so awful I hear the drive. doors
0: didn't work very well on that either.
1: No, that's the one where it tried to throw me out of the yeah. car yeah. Uh, on its own.
2: And the seatbelts broke.
1: But yeah. Mechanical it's, linkages in a front-wheel drive is just a bad idea. The good news, <laughs> the good news is, is that uh, Sebastian mm-hmm. is now a truck driver and drives manual for a living. So ah, very good. It all worked out. Very fine. So it taught him but, yes.
2: a life skill.
1: <laughs> well, it's not, it's not just the manual <laughs> linkage thing because um talking about my my three favorite shifters of all time mm-hmm. uh, the 88 through 2000 or, yeah 88 through 2000 Civic uh best shifter not clutch shifter mm-hmm. uh the 92 through 2000 clutch is way better it's just once you get rid of that horrible cable operated clutch
0: yeah it's bad
1: yeah um the AW11 MR2 mm-hmm. is up there uh it is just perfect it's so it clicks in the gear It's awesome and it doesn't have a ridiculous throw you literally just it's on the wrist and then uh the w58 toyota rear-wheel drive transmission every car i've ever driven with the w58 i love it
0: that's a direct linkage, so that yep. one makes sense. Yeah. AW11, I'm not surprised, because every MRT, even with cable shifters, I don't know how they did it, is awesome. I mean, it
1: really is great. And, and, yeah, Honda
0: shifters, duh.
1: And, yeah, my van my van is a cable shifter as well, and it feels mm-hmm. great. I don't understand how they did that. And then, yeah, Honda, they just have a rod. They don't have a bunch of ridiculous levers and linkages. They have, yeah. it's two rods. One goes that way, and then one moves things er, that way.
0: It doesn't so, truthfully matter how you do it. Yeah, There are companies that Poorly and well execute every method.
1: I think that the key to making something of good quality mm-hmm. is using metal. Yeah. and
0: as a Or at least a really hard durometer Delrin or something.
1: Yeah, and then, but I mean, that Delrin has to be held in by something metal because Volkswagen's big issue is that they use a high durometer Delrin piece, but it's held in by a piece of plastic, and that plastic itself, okay. the Delrin sits still, yeah. but the plastic that holds the Delrin in place actually moves around on the rod. That's why Volkswagen suck like it, it actually like flexes I'm breaks. actually a,
0: a huge proponent for plastic and shifters because it doesn't need to be lubricated oh. and metal pieces will wear into one another that and is a very good point. create Makes play sense. yes so uh, I think a, a self lubricating plastic like a delrin a really or, hard one yeah,
1: polyurethane
0: yeah. polyurethane is actually the way to go for shifters and that sounds so bad to say well, I think
1: well I think that's our thing is like <clears throat> if you have the delrin it, yeah. as long as you have like a good quality hydrometer bushing, mm-hmm. um, you can do whatever you want, right. and I think my, my issue is, like, the metal shifters I've had that are good, Yeah, those, they have, you know, like, Honda, they'll have, like, a little eyelet with a big rubber bushing in it, yep. and there's no way that you can hog it out, because you're going to have, like, right. the only way you hog out a Honda shifter is by, like, literally... Completely obliterating all of the bushing, and then just shifting as hard as you can. So,
0: if the interior of your Honda caught on fire around the shifter area for some time, it might be poor.
1: Yes, that—that's literally the only way. But I mean, like, that's the thing—is like you have to. A lot of manufacturers—they design cars to be as like difficult to kill and as predictable as possible for people. That well,
0: and they have to keep vibration and noise out of the interior cabin, which is why everything's suspended in rubber. Hate that. No, like, give yeah. me the vibrations. Give me the noise. Especially with like manuals these days. Like the people that are buying it are people that if are I actively. Watch, seeking if I watch it my out.
1: shifter shake, yeah. that that means it's a good quality shifter. That means that I'm alarmed not at the
0: shifter movement there in the 124. There was
2: a shifter you had that vibrated and did make noise, but I can't remember which one it was. But I remember looking at it and being like, "Is that?
0: Is that supposed to do that? It's this? off-putting for a while because yeah. my Fiat, the 124, does that. I'm like. Huh. What the like, heck is that? That's right. Look that just right. goes into the transmission.
2: But then you realize where it's going to <coughs> right. and you're like, "Okay, that makes sense." Yeah.
1: That was the Supra that we almost bought. That's a W58. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That that was that the, the, the green Supra that I almost bought from Chad. Okay. Yeah. It was that one where you you would watch it go like that and yeah, I remember you were like, a so yeah, that makes sense." But yeah, that's the thing. It's like the shifter literally just went directly into the transmission. It was great. <laughs> there was nothing weird in the way. <laughs> So, Eric, what are your choices for the best and worst shifters and clutches?
0: Uh, so, I split mine out here. I'll do shifters first and then clutches. Yeah. So, worst shifter anything Porsche cable. Awful. Mm. Which is absolutely dreadful. Pretty much every Porsche shifter ever. No. They're terrible. Yep. Interesting. I don't know. People love Porsche <clears throat> shifters. Go try a BMW once. Yeah. And then just be like, you've never tried anything else. I,
1: all right, so, this is my thing people who like Porsches usually have not tried other things. I think you're 100% right about that. It's just, they've just not. like. It and hasn't occurred to them. <laughs>
0: there's another portion to this where they honestly have probably the best clutch feel But they have the worst shifters. Yeah. So I'm just like, and the shifters are very accurate. You're not going to miss gears in them, but it is so dissatisfying to use it. because It's just, it's light and the throws are long and it just makes this really awful plasticky Mm -hmm. noise. So that's
1: exactly what my issue is with the Fiat 500. And it's one of those things where like, if my Fiat 500 was double the price, I would have literally not bought the car because of that. Like if I was, if I was going to buy in a Barth, Mm -hmm. I, I would have literally walked over the shifter by how bad it was. I would have returned the car 100%.
0: I think there's something wrong with your car cuz I've had a lot of 500 manuals, well, I mean, and I love the shifter.
1: Also again like I said I'm de- going from it, it vibrates is connectedly is right. directed can, like into the W58 transmission. Like that's what I like.
0: But... I'm surprised that you're not offended by the clutch and you are offended by the shifter.
1: The clutch uh...
0: cuz most people that reviewed those cars knew were like the clutch is too vague but the shifter's fine. It's,
1: clutch okay. is fine.
0: Interesting. Oh, it is fine. I, yeah.
1: I guess my thing is, I'm coming from my van, which has literally the world's lightest clutch. Mm. Okay. Like, it's one of those things where like, you put your foot into it to like push it down like normal and you'll put your foot through the floor. Yeah, is this working? Really nice. Oh, it is working. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. you, you do the clutch in my van with your toe. Like. Yeah, that's, that's
2: why I can drive it okay. is because it's so easy to engage. That's fine. And I don't need to be over
1: the steering wheel. So, I, 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 think, I, I think it's 100% because of my van. That I'm not offended by that clutch.
0: That's probably accurate, but yeah. it's even more surprising in the shifter. Um, the next one up for worst shifter, and this goes along with your Mark II Volkswagen Golf, because this is just a rear version of that. The four-speed Porsche oh, 924 shifter God, I is know
1: probably it's so bad.
0: Had I grown up with one of those, I might not have continued driving manual vehicles. Yeah, because as a Porsche owner, I wouldn't try new things, and I would think that that's all manual transmissions.
1: The Porsche I drove to your house that one time, yeah, the 924, that was that shifter. Just,
0: okay. it's just super heavy and awful and clunky and grindy. It's everything and, that I want uh,
1: implemented in the wor- the worst way possible.
0: Yeah, you, it, they took all the key buzzwords from an auto review of yeah. people describing what makes a manual so visceral. Yeah, and then they just only do that.
1: Yeah, that, like it just does that, <laughs> but it's still just as poor. Yeah.
0: Um. Let's see here. Best shifter. BMW Getrag 250. Which one's that on? Uh, that is in pretty much any four-cylinder or low-power six-cylinder in anything in the nineties. Oh yeah. So really weak tragic like transmission. The, like
1: the 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 318s 318. 318 TI, yep. the
0: 325, the 323. Yep. All those. Yeah. Oh so no, no, those are great. Yeah. The transmission just can't handle more than 200 foot-pounds of torque, which is why everyone gives it a bad name. But it is the best shifting manual transmission. It is probably ever made.
1: Yeah, that that's one of those cars where that. That transmission can make a three eighteen into a really great solo car fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's entirely because of that transmission. I think that transmission is a uh, perfect example of having that one key part that Roy just sets takes an otherwise meh car and just absolutely sets it above board for like by comparison.
0: <laughs> I mean the the E thirty six can basically thank the Getrag two fifty for existing making it a driver's car yeah um so that specific one and then also the later zf6 speed that's in like the 330 zhp the z4 mr wag stuff like that all the one series cars the non-turbo ones and okay there's a pattern only
1: driven the turbo uh one much
0: worse yeah that's got a really really beefy heavy clunky transmissions the pattern with this is any bmw manual that's behind the lower power tier version is yeah. going to be better really because the transmission's lighter smaller rotating mass shorter smaller forks and the less mass you're moving in the transmission the better
1: you know what that's actually a really good point because come to think of it um the all the transmissions i like the w58 sucks for putting power down right like the w58 max is like 500 horsepower um AW11s aren't known for being able to make power. No, that's I,
0: a, I think that's a Toyota C50, and yeah. those are about the same power limit as you get to a Yeah, C50. and then
1: but the thing is, the only outlier, I guess, would be the 80-2000 uh, Civics, but, um, because those transmissions can actually hold power.
0: Right. Well, yeah, that's clear. <laughs> yeah, like those actually. Really <laughs> we, we've worked. seen some dinos.
1: <laughs> that's the only one, I think. But, I mean, at the same time.
0: It's also Honda. I mean, they figured out manual transmissions.
1: At the same time, they also had a terrible clutch in the EF. So.
0: They may, yeah, maybe they, were, they They made the shifter perfect, but they had the, a compromise somewhere else. Yeah, I so. guess
1: a compromise is coming from the clutch,
0: yeah. Uh, so moving on to clutches. My <coughs> least favorite clutches that I've ever driven are in the 355 and the Merciolago. So really? any Italian car, they work just fine, but like they do not inspire confidence. It's huh. one of those things where it's just so vague. Because yeah, you don't like the Fiat, any Fiat I love the Fiat clutch.
1: Oh, I thought you you didn't like it. No,
0: oh. I I thought that you didn't like it. No, no, I I actually so knew. no. I love five hundred's great, but it has kind of the same thing to it where it's kind of light and kind of vague. And I think the older Italian stuff, like if I drove a Kuntash, it'd probably be completely different. But the hydraulic Italian yeah, Jan- Jana clutches, pretty much
1: has to stand on the clutch and the Kuntash.: And like I'm fine with anything.
0: weight, but these just it the the take up's always in the same place, so you can trust it. But like if you're quick shifting through that car, like you feel like the clutch is slipping because it gives you so little feedback. And you know, oh, when geez. you've actually engaged, yeah, that'd
1: be rough. And then on top of that, they aren't terribly reliable either. So it very well could actually be shif- like slipping. Like, is it slipping or not? I don't the know. The
0: factory clutches in Italian supercars are their 7,000-mile wear items. I'm glad that both of the cars I've got have had clutches done to them, upgraded ones. That's good. Um, they last a lot longer. But those just... just 14,000 miles. I think <laughs> it's the length of the hydraulic pipe, but, like, no, because my no. R2 Spyder had the same length pipe, it's, and that was great. I wonder
1: if it's the uh, size of the piston in the cylinders.
0: I think it's because they're pole-style diaphragms instead of yeah. push style
1: yeah you know what i think i think you're right because um every like on evos and stuff mm-hmm. they always swap them to push style and whenever they build like high power builds or, like trackers yeah. and stuff they always do a push style instead of a pull so and I, th- it's
0: probably basically down to that uh best clutch feel what i just said best clutch the BMW E90 E82, so the same thing as yep. the shifter on the ZF6 speed, and then also my ZZW30. So my third gen MR2 is probably still the best driving manual car I've ever driven.
1: You need to get another one.
0: They're, yeah, they're, I should get one while they're still cheap. Yeah, that, that actually I was <laughs> we will
1: be uh talking about next week we'll be talking about our picks for the 2021
0: bear Bowl list and yeah. I don't even think should, that car's on there but I should probably add it. Mm, <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean it it let's be, be honest, that's a bear car. Nobody is currently paying attention to those but, no, but I think, it's the time.
1: I, I I think uh this time next year people will be
0: because it may be too soon for a 2000 but maybe well, not. Maybe I think not. we
1: Let's wait and yeah. we'll talk about okay. it, because yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, have yeah. a whole conversation about this. Anyway.
0: All right. New Grand Tour. Yes. Finally dropped on, I think, Wednesday, yes. Thursday, yeah. something like that. It's, it's weird, because it drops on a different day here in Minnesota than it does GMT, where it actually launches. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so they launched on Thursday, but I think it was actually Wednesday. So it's been over 13 months since we got the last yes, episode. Indeed, yeah. and. Great. I still, the the chemistry of the trio there, the Jezza, May, and Hammond is still great. This one is actually back to cars. The last one was Seaman, which was boat related, which was fine. Interesting to watch. I have to say the production value, great. The fact that they produce this in 4K HDR, awesome. It's the only program I've ever been able to watch on my TV to actually leverage it. (laughs) But I like, where the hell does 13 months come from to make a one hour special? Well, you have to understand. They're, with the exception of Hammond, they're both in their in
1: their late sixties.
0: Yeah, but it's over a year.
1: Yeah, it's true. Jack Whitehall can do travels with my father way more commonly than Top Gear. Or and like,
0: whatever we it, Top Gear didn't stop that long ago. They weren't that much younger, and they were doing like eight one-hour similar things a year. Well, I guess. Mm, I mean. James Mayzman doing
1: a cooking show. Maybe he was busy doing that. That's, that's also, true. By the way, the fantastic.
0: It's decent. I like that show. I've a lot. watched it. It's decent. I like
1: it because I like what he makes, and there are things I can
0: make. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. I like, get it now. My, my dad.
1: I watched it on Thanksgiving <laughs> with my dad, and he's like, he's like spamming cornflakes. and he's like, wow, it actually looks really good. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, and their bunker. It's its a good show. Yeah. Um, but no, they 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 took uh, three very not correct for the type of purpose, off-roading essentially, yeah. vehicles and then modified them in hilarious ways. I won't spoil it for the yeah. listeners. No, no, but I
1: want to actually watch it. But it's yeah, it's, it's really, very good.
0: Um, but I just, I really wish we would get them a little bit more. I, I'm sure they're only a year or two from fully calling it in at this point. But
1: Yeah, I, well, I, mean, I think with COVID, that it's probably giving them an out because...
0: Yeah, it's a lot of companies are taking that as an outlet. So. Either way, go watch it. It's still really good. I just am pissed off that it took so long for them to put it out.
1: Yeah, kind of just like the whole
0: trinity ended on a putter. Yeah, oh, and it's, like, kinda... it's making us not care about the end, which in a well, way actually, is good. Well, actually, I'm happy with them doing that because I would be – I'd rather – That's true. If they went from eight episodes oh. a year to nothing, we'd be pissed. And I'd now be... we're just like, eh.
1: Well, because that's what happened <laughs> with Top Gear. Like, yeah, what that's true. The Grand Tour is, is like the epilogue of Top Gear. You have a point. And I think I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm, fine. I'm Maybe 100%. this is on purpose. Yeah, it's like,
2: it's like you have an addiction and they're just weaning you off. Of they're
0: it. letting us down easy, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a very
0: good way to go about it. We're just going to give you a little bit less meth today.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. J- yeah. give them less meth and eventually, <laughs> ten years later, they're on no meth. Yeah, you know, that's how it works. Now, wow, you uh, heard it here first, folks. Uh, speaking of weaning people off of things, okay. uh, I want to talk about putting cheap parts on... Rotary engine cars, oh, FCs oh, and that FDs. Sound like a good That's idea. a bad idea. That, that sounds like it. a terrible. Well, idea. don't worry, Mazda's able to wean you off of those as well, <laughs> because they started a heritage parts program for the FC and the FD, which is great. Even though the FB SA22s are the ones that are affordable, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> nobody cares about those. That's why they're affordable. Uh, these are actually really cool because I mean, and when you get to some of the best Japanese sports cars of the 80s and 90s, the RX7 is. Inevitably in the top ten, regardless of what you think about it, a rotary engine, it's a great car. Yep. Period. Um, I personally love them. But yeah, so they're doing <laughs> a um, because Mazda they did the Roadster Restore Program with the Miata, mm-hmm. and that kind of like launched this whole like now Nissan's doing the Skyline and Toyota's trying to do the Supra, um,
0: and then Mitsubishi is barely existing, and BMW continues to completely ignore the E30.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, So, uh, what they're actually doing is they're uh, they've they have ninety one parts that they're putting together, and that are going to be like the high need parts. They're not. I mean, they're going to scale up to eventually do probably most everything. But uh, the FC gets thirty high need parts that are just impossible to find, and the FD gets sixty one, which is huge
0: because you think about that on a car. Like, yeah, I know it's tens of thousands of components, but like, I think about just e30m3 like there's there's a lot of stuff you can't buy for that yeah, but I don't even know if there's that many parts imagine
1: if you had 61 parts that you could now buy that
0: you otherwise couldn't that'd be great right it's great because all the people that are hoarding them and trying to gouge all the rest of the people in the community get stuck with them
1: yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's that's wonderful i'm so thrilled for that um, but yeah so it's like throttle position sensors va- like weird hmm. like vacuum hoses rubber bushings gaskets oh my god this sounds wonderful <laughs>
0: Put like, your dick away.
1: Yeah, like a bunch of wear and tear parts. Uh, so it's actually it's really cool that they're doing this. Um, I could not possibly be more thrilled because this actually now puts both the FC and the F D on my list of cars I potentially want to buy. Because that was one of my issues. Like there's like some cars where I just like I don't even look at them mm-hmm. because I know it's only gonna end in heartbreak. <laughs> And that, that should be pretty much
0: everything you look at, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, my, my short list is, uh, number one is the Starion Conquest. That's my oh, number yeah. one. will end in heartbreak. I'm not even going to attempt to look at them.
0: Yeah, the people that really know what they're doing and focus on that still have a hard time with yeah, those.
1: Yeah, I'm not touching them because I know <laughs> I'm going to love that car. I still I love know... talking
0: about the Starion guy with the Montero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, God. <laughs> and then, so, um,
1: yeah, the FC and the FD are on there the FA or the FB and the SA22C with a first generation RX7 is on there. Mm-hmm. And then uh my last one I'm going to put on there like pretty much any classic Subaru pre EJ like okay. all of those, I love them a lot, and I'm never
0: buying another one until Subaru puts together a parts program. Because that would be so difficult, though, because how many different variations? I suppose they yeah. could just do no, the, it, the final superseded one. But yeah,
1: I mean, like, you could do that. But I mean, like, no, it's exactly that. Like the eighty-five, eighty-six GL ten wagon had a different D pillar trim than all of the other cars, and it is impossible to find. And when you do find it, you will break it taking it off the parts car.
0: Great. Yeah super that's yeah. where the advent of the 3d printer will be very helpful yeah
1: i know but um <laughs> until then like <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like there's like some cars i just don't buy
0: we and should make that a topic for an upcoming episode what cars that are currently existing that, would benefit most from a heritage parts program i
1: think we, we could probably do i think i've got one more I, I can probably fit that in next <laughs> Uh, I don't know what is it is with me and the
0: microphone, man. I'm just not doing well hey, these you're days. You're doing,
1: doing terribly. But Sorry. yeah, I'm very happy. So now, if you're afraid of buying a rotary, don't be. Well, I mean, still, still, still do should. be. No, yeah. no, no. Rotaries are fine.
0: <laughs> just buy yourself a spicy Dorito, and the rest <laughs> will come naturally.
1: Well, you own several Italian cars. I do. Yes. And they're fine. Because yeah. I
0: did my research, and I bought reliable ones.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's what you do with a rotary. Because <laughs> the thing is, people yeah. buy rotaries. There are
0: good rotaries. People
1: buy rotaries like they try to buy, like, an inline six car or a V8 car, and it's not the same. You buy a rotary like you buy a Ferrari.
0: Yes. Like you, you really... You, you want a full service history. Actually, <laughs> to be honest,
1: I think if you're looking for a good practice car, like if your end goal is oh, getting... Oh, they're so easy to work on. If your end goal is getting an Italian car, like, <laughs> of any sort, like, if, like, you're like, I want a Ferrari. Wow. That's my thing. I okay. want a Maserati. I want just, you know, Italian car, period. Uh, you start out with a rotary and i think it's going to be a really good way cuz you get the same like kind of sound the same sort of treatment for service
0: and same sort of power delivery
1: same sort of power delivery you have like this it, it's they're very similar it's a, effectively a very cheap ferrari <laughs> except now they've got better parts available oh god so whew, yeah
0: I, it'll get you used to the pain real quick
1: yeah i, I think that's a good way and, like the pain or or the
0: relative good luck so, just have this Japanese meth for now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, don't don't take the
1: Italian meth. Take the Japanese one. <laughs> wow. So I'm just happy that they're bringing that back. Um, <laughs> no word as to when Americans are gonna get parts, but it's in the pipeline, and it's good that they exist. And you can always call somebody in Japan; they can go to oh, the dealership yeah. for you. Yes,
0: I mean there there are companies that do pretty much nothing but that.
1: And Nengun does that. That's their their whole business. Is just going to Japanese auto zones and putting it on the internet for everyone. <laughs>
0: It's great, I buy most of my right hand drive stuff out of uh Norway. There's a guy up there that doesn't charge very much markup.
1: no that's kind of like.
0: well, I need it so nine guns like
1: they charge pretty much just shipping mm-hmm. like they, they it's like a little bit like the shipping's a little bit higher than it quote unquote should be, but it's like it's fine because, like some dude that's actually going to the Japanese auto zone to pick up your gasket <laughs> and then putting it in the mail for you like that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. I guess. <laughs>
0: I'm so. glad those people exist. <laughs> I, I benefit a lot from people like that. So, so there you go. I
1: think it's to be our top tip in the episode. On is uh, if you want a, a practice Italian car, buy a rotary. Buy a rotary. There you go. <laughs> See you guys next right. week. Thanks. Bye.
0: See